USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. This show is brought to you by Mimico. Mimico are makers of pop culture infused mobile accessories. Mimo Power backup batteries let you charge with characters from Star Wars, Marvel, and other fandom centric brands. Visit www.mimico.com and use listener code WeBeGeeks15 to take 15% off your entire order. Some sort of transmission. You don't hear it? No, I don't hear anything. What does it sound like? It's some sort of message and music. Music? Route it through the main system. Good idea. Routing now. Transmission commencing. This is Wookiee Radio. Translated for the Wookiee effort. Bringing you news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. I like that Wookiee. And now your hosts, Brett, Ken, Derek, and Mike. And welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. Um, all Wookie, all the time, I guess. This week. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of in a somber mood. Uh, to to get to work and and just get the news. Well, before that, joining me, Ken and Derek. Uh, Brett is not with us this week because of um, family business, and uh, we w- we wish Brett the the best with that, and hope to see him uh, next episode. Um, getting back to the somber news, though, Kenny Baker has passed away at the age of eighty-two, and of course he was known best known for being inside the the costume R2-D2. I mean, there were a couple different R2-D2s. There was the full robotic, and there was the costume piece. And he was in the costume of R2-D2. He was the man, about the only man who was inside R2-D2, I think, up through Force Awakens. Because I don't remember if he was in Force Awakens as R2 or not. He was credited as being there. Okay. So if he was, it was very little, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, R2 didn't have much of a role anyway until right near the end. So, um, I got to meet him at Celebration 6 back in 2012 here in Orlando, and uh, I I am thankful I got his autograph. And uh, what kind of hurts a little bit for me is, I'll say, the only way I can say is we were birthday buddies. I actually shared (laughs) a birthday, where my birthday was also the same day he was born. Obviously not the same year. Um, but we, we shared the same day and to be able to see him on, on my birthday or on our birthday, um, was a fun moment at celebration of six for me. So, uh, I, I guess on behalf of Wookie radio, our hearts go out to the, the Baker family and to you guys, the star Wars fans for, for such a, a huge loss. Uh, one of the originals is, now one with the force. So, uh, Godspeed, Kenny Baker. So now we got the the somber part out of the way. Let's, let's cheer things up. ABC, Lucasfilm, Star Wars on primetime TV. It might be a reality. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, guys but think? there's a lot of things that might be reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to be the Underworld series that's been touted. Uh, no. De- Deadline is where I saw the article originally. Um, and there, 
of course, you know, after having Marvel and Muppets, it it's there's there's now talk of bringing Star Wars to the small screen, live action wise. Here, here's the problem I have with this is uh, what's her name who runs? Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. Grey's Anatomy, and and how to get away with murder. She has almost dominated programming on that network, yeah. even though she's not the programming director. Hence why Most Wanted got canceled. Why Damage Control is still on life support. It hasn't gotten release date, which I would think now that um, Warner Brothers has announced Powerless coming to NBC... Which, which this is where the rift between Ken and I come a little bit because I'm one of the hosts on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Ken's one of the hosts on DC Superpowers podcast. And, you're, just, and, you're just jealous that we got ours out there first. Uh, I hope that doesn't make me the referee then. <laughs> um, you, you know, we Ken, know which side dominates television. You know, I, I think I've said it from the beginning. DC's got the stronger. DC's got the stronger television presence and the stronger animation presence. Oh yeah, um, I think and they the, will have the they will have t- movies too. It just gotta give them a little bit of time to figure out what they're doing, and maybe for Warner Brothers to step out of the way and let them do what they're supposed to do. Oh yeah, th- I don't see that happen. That, that's something we're going to talk about on next week's episode of Weeby Geeks. Is the letter from the disgruntled Warner Brothers employee? Oh yeah. <laughs> If y'all haven't read it, oh, just wait till next week for Weeby Geeks. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I am a little jealous that Powerless is coming before Damage Control, because Damage Control was announced first, and it, it, it was it Shoshanga Rhymes? Is that her name? I think so. She, I mean, she's controlling all of this. So, you know, with, with Star Wars having such a great reboot with Force Awakens... That's um, not a reboot, though. Well, okay, not reboot, relaunch. Well, Force okay. Awakens. Yeah, really. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I meant to say relaunch, not reboot. Um, <laughs> There's a big difference there. <laughs> and, and then with Star Wars coming heavy to the theme parks, we're talking 14 acres per park. You know, California and and Florida. Um, this is the time to strike live action wise. On, on the small screen. I mean, Rebels is doing solid, but, you know, we're getting ready to start season three. That's what, in September? Are we uh, yeah. Usually September it'll be 24th. first of October, I think. Oh, is uh, it? Wow. I think it's September 24th. Double. Uh, now, I want to know, is Amazon double at Disney going to split the season again? Let me see what if I can get the internet to actually work. Hey, there we go. Last year, um, they sold, for 20 bucks. they sold Rebels Season 2. In January, you had to buy Rebels Season 3 after 10 episodes. Oh, they... They split the season in half and didn't tell anybody. iTunes did the oh. same thing. I, iTunes has done the same thing with, with various shows as well. But you did... The thing is, they didn't tell anybody at the beginning. They didn't tell you you're getting half of Season 2. Right. You know? They just said, this is season two, then volume three was the second half of season two. Right. And, and Eventually, um, Vicky had to get on the phone with Amazon, go through like 16 different operators until she got someone here in America who understood the situation, had dealt with it before, and got us fixed. <laughs> actually, actually, I think I got her for the, the first person she spoke with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Does that sound about right? Or would you have to ask? Just me? about right, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the second one. I do a pinky. Yeah, it's more like it. The third one. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the ones she got was able to understand. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, here we go. As of, from Den of Geek, uh-huh. we have the season three premiere date as September 24th. That's what I thought. Um, so, there, there's... ABC Entertainment President Channing Dungy. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Channing Tatum for a second. <laughs> no, Channing Dungy uh, said, "As a fan, I would absolutely love to say yes." Uh, talking about a Star Wars series, of course. Uh, of course, this was at the uh, Television Critics Association convention that's going on. Is that right? TCA. I know it's television. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had conversations, and we will continue to have conversations with Lucasfilm. It would be wonderful to extend the franchise. Um, and then he continu- and then the article continues on, and this is where I got the word rebooted. Star Wars is being rebooted in a in a big way on the feature side at Disney. I think he misused it. It should have been relaunched as well. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, well, also they also um, later on they make a claim about one of the movies that they did that, as far as I know, has never been confirmed anywhere. Yeah, in that same paragraph. Yeah, um, you know, with standalone films, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, opening December sixteenth. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited about this concept. Uh, episode eight coming December twenty fifteen, twenty seventeen. And Han Solo and Boba Fett picks in the works. This is what Ken was talking about. Boba Fett's never been confirmed. It's still everybody speculation. Can, everybody assumes it's coming, yeah. I mean, because there, there was talk, too, of um, Ewan McGregor wanting to come in and do an Obi-Wan film. Exactly. And at this Which point in time... also cool. And he would be the right age to cover... Oh, yeah. T- to cover the the time period before we, we hit the Alec Guinness look. Yeah. I mean, because this would... Well, the problem... Th- this would cover... This would cover the... The the tween years or preteen years of Luke and, and what's going on on Tatooine, right? Which they've done a couple of interesting issues with um, in the Star Wars comic book. Uh, what was it? Issue ten and issue twenty. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to think. Really, um, I don't know if they actually want to confirm whether or not Obi Wan stayed on Tatooine the whole time. But if he did, there. We would, we as Star Wars fans would love to see a movie of just him on Tatooine and what his life was like there. But you yeah. gotta think for the general population to watch a movie, they're gonna need a lot more action. They're gonna need more than one scene or more than one setting, things like that. And if if that means they're gonna have to confirm one way or the other whether or not Obi Wan stayed on Tatooine the whole time. If he did, that's not gonna movie that's gonna sell to the masses. Um, I think. Ah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, we don't care. We want to see it either way. I mean, at this point in time, the standalone films, are they really going to be appealing to the masses? Because if they are, then Rogue One's going to upset a lot of people who who haven't been paying attention to the news and rumors, who might not be diehard fans or even hard casual fans. Um, or the Weekend Warrior fan who there's a chance. Yeah, okay, yeah, Vader's in the film. How much Vader are we going to see? 
And there's very prob- little, I think. And there's probably yeah, going to be no lightsabers at all. And there's going to be fan- how can you do a Star Wars film with no lightsabers? I think as soon as they start, Easily. they sit down in the theater to watch it. They're all those, all that'll be answered because it's yeah from the trailer. We'll get into the trailer in a minute, but this is the most Star Wars. This actually feels as much Star Wars as Episode Seven. Oh, definitely to me. Yeah, and, and well, tell you what, let's go ahead and jump jump into the trailer. I mean, we we've done everything with the show. the The entertainment president would love to see it. They're talking with Lucasfilm. That's all we've got. So we we have an official word that talks are going on. It's whether they can yeah. hammer out a deal or not. Right. So. Uh, and trailer. whether you know who won't stand in the way. I just yeah. turned on the trailer and forgot to turn off my sound. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we're going to talk about it, I might as well watch it in the background. Yeah. Um, I, I say my favorite shot of that whole trailer is the Star Destroyer hanging out over the plateau. Yeah. Yeah, that one's cool. And did you notice there is something coming out of the bottom of it? I'm going back to look now. Thought I saw something. Yeah, it's hard to tell, but there's some sort of ship coming out from underneath. There's ship going ships. up to it. There's nothing coming out of it. Okay, that's what it's going up. I knew it was. Yeah, there's a. They I show a couple of shuttles, shot. which are um, a four a four wing Lambda style shuttle where the wings fold up, right. but it's four wings instead of two. And they have a bunch of ships flying up to it. Yeah, well, from StarWars.com, uh, they gave us nine highlights of the trailer. So. Let's discuss this because um, we we've all seen this trailer several times. Uh, they have at number one a battle hardened Saw Gerrera. Yeah, which was the he was Walker awesome character. in Clone Wars. Yeah, I liked and him I, also in the Clone Wars too. Yeah, and, and I'm glad to see that he's assist. Uh, I'm assuming assisting the rebellion, but not a part of. Yeah, still definitely. I, he he kind of comes off they, his his. Um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and I hope they keep it that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He seems like his character comes off as his most of his fighting days are behind him. He's yeah. already been through this, and he's he's ready to pass on what he knows, but he doesn't want to actually fight the fights for them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, they say here, this is why his interaction with Jen is important. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, number two is, uh, Chirut's faith. Chirut's faith. Um, Chirut's. This is actually really awesome. He's a blind warrior, right? Yes. And actually he's, um, so cool. He's a, his faith is actually, um, kind of the same thing that they said they were trying to set up with, um, on Jakku with, um, oh, Max von Sydow. Um, yeah. I'm drawing a blank now. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Basically, it's a, a it's one of the sects of the Force Church is what it would be. Yeah. It's people yeah. who are not Force users, but espouse to the values of the Jedi and believe, totally believe in the Force, even though they can't use it. Right. Well, I I love to how to me the character comes around comes across as a even stronger tribute to Seven Samurai. Which was the yeah. big the big inspiration yeah. for Star Wars and the Jedi to begin with? Ah, Lor Santeca. That was um, Max von Sydow's character. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but that, that's that, that's I think that's part of why I'm I'm liking the story is we're, we're, this is definitely that strong Seventh Samurai uh, Magnificent Seven um, feel. Right. Character yeah. representing that tie. And it's that a great history. angle too. Yeah. Being that he's not actually a force user, but yeah, um, 
K2's charming personality. Of course. <laughs> Alan Tudyk. He's awesome. He's the best for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. This will be a fantastic character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to, to this. Um, and, and I, find it, and I find it interesting he's got the Imperial cog on, on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Well, they've already said that he's basically he's an Imperial security droid that got reprogrammed. Yeah. He, he kind of reminds me of, uh, what was the name of that? Remember Knights of the Old Republic, the video game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking about um, HK... Um, was uh, it 47? I think it's HK 47, yeah. Yeah, when he used to call you a meat bag and everything. Yeah. 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 I used to love that. That was nuts. See, I kind of wanted to see that droid pop up in, in the prequels. Yeah, that would have been cool. That, that would have been awesome. Or still pop up in maybe Rebels. Yeah, or just a, an HK series droid. Yeah, yeah. I love droids with attitudes. The, yeah, but uh, the old Republic was what a thousand years before the movies. Yeah, yeah. So, but the droids, the droids have changed a little since then. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, the Death Star closes in. Now, this has kind of caused some controversy because everyone's going, "Oh, the Death Star is upside down." No, oh, yeah. It's and, a sphere. It depends on what plant, what angle you're coming in at it. Yeah, yeah. That, I actually like this picture of it with it upside down. Yeah. So and how do you know we're not upside down coming up underneath the Death Star and underneath the planet? This is true. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was funny. This this led to uh, the keeper of of the story of Lucas Film Story Group, uh, Pablo Hidalgo, uh, jumping onto some fan about just just wait, answers come. Type yeah. deal. It's like, oh, okay. X wings. Oh yeah. Um, they go. I don't know. Well, that's where not they, all. I don't know where they go are, ahead. and I don't know why they're there. But a shot of of the X wings descending through the rainstorm and opening fire on those stormtroopers is fantastic. I. You see agree. the other ship, the one that um, Jin's driving. I think that's the new U wing. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that thing's sweet. It's supposedly, I, I, I'm curious to know if the history for that was sort of like the Millennium Falcon. You know, the Falcon's a freighter. That's why it's got the, the, the prongs in the front so it could grab onto. Yeah, right. I wonder if the U-Wing was originally a like a tugboat, so to speak. Possibly. Well, or, take or, it another or direction. A port, or a port ship that's been now modified to become a fighter. Yeah. Well, the first thing I thought when I saw it was maybe a larger version of the old Jedi Starfighter. Yeah, that's oh, true, yeah. too. Yeah, maybe. The old Jedi Starfighters had those two outriggers in the front. Yeah. Actually, I'm staring at two right now from the old Micro Series, or Titanium Series. But there there were a couple different variations of, of the Jedi yeah. Starfighter. Yeah. But it was cool because the way they did that, you could see it's like almost like what company made it if sign systems made it it had the um the tie fighter window in it right right and the just different versions of it it was like almost like they had bought it from different shipbuilding companies in yeah. the star wars universe it's, it's like each each jedi had his own modification his own style of ship mm. yeah um because what was it uh plo clune his looks like a huge arrowhead mm-hmm. oh yeah so um the the intercepted tie fighter um that was awesome. As, as Jen's heading towards the, you know, is limping along the platform, out of nowhere, this TIE fighter just rises up to face her. And, and the thing that kills me. I want to know who's flying it. She keeps know, walking right? to it. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing that, you know, who could be if she's walking to it? You know, obviously not afraid of it. Uh, number seven, <laughs> Vader. 
And even even then, you still don't see his face, even though he turns. You don't. Yeah. You don't get the face. So the only thing I can think of is it's he's got to make an appearance near the end. Yeah. Well, I think what it's going to be is um, he comes in to t- to take care of it when Krennic messes up and loses the plans. Yeah. Because they've already said way before that um, Vader is Krennic's um, chief adversary in the Imperial hierarchy. Right. Director Krennic's um, chief adversary is Vader. So I, I wonder if uh, if Krennic would have made it to the table, that conference room, if Vader doesn't kill him at the end of this. Possibly. That's a good point. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe it could have been Krennic instead of Richard Palmentier's character that... Uh, yeah. That was the on the other end of the force choke in the New Hope. If they made it today or in more recent years, forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires you. <laughs> Oops, crossing the streams there, Mike. I know. <laughs> Even that was crossing the streams too. Um, the music in this phenomenal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, seeing the Imperial March briefly. Um. It's you, you, you. It definitely carried the emotion. Oh, definitely. Uh, well, that's what that's what star the uh, music is in Star Wars. It 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 tells the story as much as the characters and the um, vocals. Yeah. Uh, we see the you know, of course, this is only a two minute trailer, and we get all of this. Uh, the rise of Jen Ursa and more. And more. yeah, um, you know, we, we get you know we we get you know the rise of Jen Urso. Now, of course. She's playing both sides of the fence here. You know, she's playing the rebellion. She's playing the empire. Um, obviously, hopefully, she sides more with the rebellion. Um, but I mean, it's. I'm stoked. I, I'm just absolutely stoked. And this trailer did not help that at all. I oh, after watching this trailer, I was so. So excited, just yeah. I, I almost hate to say it. I'm more excited for this than I was for Force Awakens, and I was stoked for Force Awakens. Well, I think I think some of that comes from the fact that you saw we saw how well they did the Force Awakens. Yeah. Right. So we know it's like these people know how to make Star Wars. Now let's see what they can do on a brand new type story. Right. Yeah. A new type of movie, even for them. Well, and, and just just the idea that it's it's taking place back. Around you know just right before the original trilogy and, mm-hmm. and see that's uh, the other that's the other thing when does this take place because this is talk, within talk, weeks of the first of episode four are we sure yeah it's got to be because you got to think um, in the opening crawl it says the, um, the rebellion had just won their first battle and got the plans and the, it takes off with Leia picking up the plans to take them to um, the rebellion now here, here's what where I work here's what people are speculating. The movie's going to end with Leia receiving the plans, and we're going to see. There's a chance of that. I don't know if it will or not. I don't. I think if they did, we would have heard an announcement of a casting of a young Princess Leia. They don't even have to do that. They all they well, have to do is show them transmitting the plans. She doesn't have to actually yeah. be in it at all. Yeah, and just show show the uh, the ship. Show the her blockade ship. runner. Yeah, the exactly. Five, ten, and four. Yeah, sorry. Um, Wait, you don't mean not the sundered heart? No. You guys don't. Do you guys remember that at all? No. Uh-uh. At, at one point, there was either a book or uh, maybe the radio dramas that actually called it the sundered heart. Really? Oh, yeah. might have been the radio. I was dramas. not aware of that. Might have been the radio dramas. 
One of something there was out that actually called Leia's ship the Sundered Heart. Now there, there's still rumor and speculation that um, Jimmy Smith is going to be playing Bell Organa in this. Right. Yeah. I actually, I could see that. Yeah. So it'd that, be a cameo, but yeah, I could. T- yeah, I heard that's all it was was a cameo. So th- this would be potentially like the last public appearance Bell Organa would have had before um, he went looking for love in all Duran places. Yes. Ooh. Well, um, looking at the trailer here, the one thing that a lot of people have been asking because it looks like the control room's in it, um, and everything we've seen, it looks like the control room is on Yavin. It looks like Yavin base. And yeah. even with uh, yeah. Mon Mothma there, but in episode four, Mon Mothma is nothing to, isn't there at all. It's General Dodonna that's in charge, right? Yes. If you look in the background, yeah. actually about 23 seconds in, you see um, Mon Mothma behind the hollow table that we've seen all the time from episode four. There's a bearded guy in the back that could be someone playing Dodonna in the background. Right. But remember, too, um, in Force Awakens, they used a similar type of hollow table. Yeah. At the well, I'm assuming that's there. common technology. And But then again, who knows if she wasn't out on another mission or. Yeah. Yeah. We also got to think they've already confirmed that at this point, uh, um, the rebellion as we know it in episode four is not had just formed within weeks of that because before that they were all just sleep random sleeper cells here and there, like what we see in Rebels. Right, right. They had ju- this is the, this is basically the mission also that unified them as a rebel alliance, not just as pockets of rebellion. Right. Now here's the next question. Do you think we're going to see a character or characters from Rebels in this in this movie? I would absolutely love that. I even would love in, it, but I don't. Even in a I don't minor, in the most minor, at most, maybe in the minor background cameo. somewhere. But I think that if if anything, we might get a picture, something in the background of the ghost taking off or landing, maybe, or even just a mention of one of their of the ship, or a mention of the ghost, See, or one I, of their yeah. names, or something. Or, I would. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing um, one or two of the characters at a planning session, and they and they just give one or two lines, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Well, cool. also, um, Dave Filoni confirmed at Celebration that um, Rogue One is actually influencing the look of Rebels. Yeah, because they're getting closer to the same. They're they're getting closer to being there about the same time. Right. Yeah, they're not there yet, but it's getting real close. Right. I, I would say at this point in time, they're still maybe a couple years away. At the most, we're about two years away from where Rebels is, or from um, Rogue One. I, yeah, because well, so. there should hopefully be more story in Rebels coming. Yeah, but I have a so funny you don't f- want it to be too close. But I have a funny feeling Rebels is going to probably end up the same way as Clone Wars. Once it hits season five, that's it. Mm. I think this well, is going to be a, fi- a season, uh, a five season show. I have yeah. that feeling too. Well, another thing that no one's confirmed, but I think it, um, it stands to reason, and, it pro- and seeing uh, things from Celebration and stuff, Dave Filoni may actually have a lot higher um, seat on the story council than people think he does. Because oh, he was I'm, actually I'm sure. on set for Star Wars Rebels, or for Rogue One. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he does. You got to think, he was the last man to actually tootle, or um, be um, tutored by George Lucas himself. Right. right. And I, if you I, watch Rebels, if you watch Clone Wars, those are George Lucas Star Wars shows. I I'm sure he he's got heavy influence on on the story group. He may actually his position may actually hold more weight than a Leland Chi or a um, Pablo Hidalgo. No, I think I think Pablo's still head man in charge with that. 
But I wouldn't be surprised if you know, Filoni's part of the the board involved that that's involved in making decisions and making canon. Yeah. Now, what's the chances of actually ever seeing a Dave Filoni helmed movie? Ooh, that would be intriguing. That that would be intriguing, but I don't know if he. Could if do I remember it. right, he has directed some television and stuff, some actual live action stuff here and there before he started on Clone Wars. Yeah, possibly. I, I can look it I'm up not here. Sh- for a minute. I'm not yeah. sure. I would love to, but as soon as I do, we're gonna with the audio, and I don't want to do that. But I don't see. I don't know what what to give Filoni though. I don't know. Um, unless unless there's a sequel to Rogue One called Rogue Two, and it's about the both, and, and it ties in the story of the Bothans getting the plans for the second Death Star, and that's it. That's your two Rogue movies. Is is the two groups getting the the Death Stars, Death Star plans? I wouldn't mind seeing Filoni do that. Do you think they'll ever maybe do movies between between the other movies too? Like between New Hope and Empire, and I think anything's possible. Anything's possible, but what with the gap that they put in between A New Hope and Empire? I mean, is there really any tale to, to tell? Sure. I mean, they did. Um, I know they did uh, it with the comics. What was the name? What was that book? Now that I can't remember. Split of the Mind's Eye. No. Are you talking about um, Shadows of the Empire? Yes, Shadows of the Empire. Uh, then, then that means you're you're potentially making Shadows of the Empire canon, and, which they I, could do. I mean, they well, could do, but I I think they're still hesitant about making anything from the previous ex- expanded universe canon. Yeah, characters yeah, not, maybe, but, but but story arcs, I don't think so. Well, what I'm saying is there could still be some stories in there. Yeah. Well, they've never confirmed how how much times between Empire and Jedi have they? No. Everybody assumes officially. it's about one to two years at the most. Right, even though it was like three years between the actual movies. Right. Yeah, because I know Episode Eight is the first Star Wars movie to actually t- pick up directly after the previous. Right. Yeah. So. Um, someone has a story about the, oh, excuse me, the writer of Rogue One uh, having more responsibility. Who's got that? I didn't put it up there, but I can talk about it. Yeah, Go I for didn't it. Put it up there either. Oh, it okay. was. Um, it might have been me. Right. Sorry, the writer Tony. Gil- Writer Tony Gilroy, who actually did some of the writing, was uncredited, but did a lot of the writing on um, the script for Rogue One, has actually been given a lot more, um, or according to this, from Yahoo Movies, that he's been given a lot more creative control on the um, post-production. Uh, okay. Gilroy actually was the writer for several of the Bourne movies and directed the Bourne Legacy, and Michael Clayton uh, became the driving force behind Rogue One's extensive, recently wrapped reshoots, um, which ran about five weeks. Now, he's said to be supervising the edit with input from Edwards, who score who scored the Rogue One job after Godzilla, um, or after the Godzilla reboot they did in 2014, impressed Kathleen Kennedy. Um, Edwards remains very much involved and still is the face of the movie, um, appearing at Star Wars Celebration in mid July. So um, this, I don't think this is that big of a deal. This happens actually a lot with movies that um, once the director's done, someone else comes in and gives them a hand, basically putting it together. Someone different to bounce ideas off of. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because it says here, everything in here says, everything that's come out of Lucasfilm says the two are still working together. Um, Gareth Edwards is still fully involved in all of this stuff. It's not being kicked out. It's not um, like what happened, because they bring up a couple other things with reshoots that how um, 
the original Star Wars A New Hope, um, the Han and Greedo scene was completely revamped during re- reshoots. And then Empire was actually so far off schedule and over budget that Lucas actually fired Gary Kurtz in the middle of the movie, huh, which yeah. was his producer. Um, um, and then, to, in Return, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. Sorry. And then um, for Return of the Jedi, George Lucas actually had Richard Marquand do the directing, but really did most of the directing himself. Right. Uh, going so, back to, but we really don't have that situation. Going back to the timeline between A New Hope and Empire, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, they say it's three years after the events of New of A New Hope. Okay, I was, was going to say three years, but what's so, it say about Jedi and um, Empire Jedi? I did not get that far. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, no, like I said, this I'll Tony Gilroy being brought in is not that big of a deal. I don't think. If anything, it's just to help, um, like I said, to give Gareth Edwards something to bounce off of so it's not just him making the decisions. Right. That's my feeling on it, at least. Um, Empire or Return of the Jedi is set one year after the Empire's invasion of Cloud City. Okay. Huh. So. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that whole thing with Gilroy? There's been a lot of people that have been looking for this movie, looking for smoke anywhere they can. And the reshoots and everything else. I mean, the reshoots has been pointed out multiple times that every movie has reshoots. And right. they change major parts of the movie in the reshoots. That's why they do it. You put the movie together. You see how it runs. And it. A lot of times, when you, certain parts of it just don't work right, so you go back and you fix those things with reshoots. And, it and doesn't. The, yeah, it, it's not a major deal. In the in the last big movie where this was heavily publicized, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, Deadpool comes out. Oh, Suicide Squad's back doing some heavy reshoots. But then again, that also, I don't think they did that because of Deadpool. It was another one. That's when they were scheduled for reshoots. Anyway, it just happened to be right after Deadpool came out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, Every movie has reshoots. Even um, I was in an independent film here in Cleveland a couple of um, couple of months ago, and when he's done, he has no money at all. I'm not getting paid for this, and I still had to do one or two shots of reshoots. Yeah. Every movie gets it. Yeah. Well, here talking about reshoots or or makeovers, um, The Force Awakens is getting a makeover sorta. A 3D collection is coming out this fall. I got some thoughts on this one. Go for it. Why in the world would they wait? Why not just put this out when the uh, movie came out? I have a 3D TV. I was looking all over. I was waiting for this to come out. So finally, you just buy the film. I got to buy it again. So I have it. They always do that. That's how they always do things. So they make more money that way. Usually they wait a couple of years. Usually, yeah. Do you want to know how many different copies of of this franchise I have? Yeah, I know, (laughs) right? I have the Laserdisc. Of the collector's edition. I have the, the original edition. of the original three. Remastered audio or original audio? No, I have the original CBS Fox um, di- videos. Is that the one where you, you see like the half face of... No, I'm talking the original releases with the original poster on the cover. Okay, the original originals. Yes. Because and the, I also have the box set of the trilogy that came on VHS. That's the one. Um, the version I have on VHS has got the um, the three faces. Was it Stormtrooper, Yoda, and then Vader? Yeah. Uh, that is the remastered audio. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for I'm looking for the originals. I pay, I've had um, the original for New Hope for years, but um, I was at the flea market this summer, and the, the, I found it in just a box at the flea market for 25 cents each, Empire and Jedi. Okay. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, and the other VHS ones I have was the um, widescreen special editions on VHS, yeah. the box set. The, the DVD, DVD-wise, I have... Oh, there you go, Mike. Oh, oh, let me know if you ever find another set. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that, that's, that, that's one of my things with media, it, it, with my collection, is the media soundtracks. Mm-hmm. The I, I'm trying to get the soundtracks. I'm trying to get the radio dramas. Um, I have the radio dramas on cassette. I'm trying to get them on. I'm trying to get them on CD. Well, I will get. I, I would love to try and get them in every format. Check your local library. That you may be able to get them on digital download from the library. Well, I, I have. Them. I know. I, I, I own. Huh? I own. I oh, own okay. digital copies, and I have the bonus material as well. Um, it's like one of my prize discs is the CD that came with the Star Wars Vault book uh, three about like f- five six years ago. The huge, like a hundred something dollar book. I picked it up at Barnes and Nobles for twenty bucks. Oh, nice! And it's got this, and it has a CD that comes with it. Um, yeah, I got that for a Christmas present one year, I think. And it's an amazing book. Yeah, it's an amazing book. Um, Movie wise, I've got the special edition original trilogy. I've got the the prequels. I have the collector's edition on DVD, which was disc one was the special edition. Disc two, the bonus disc, was the original film on cut as it appeared in the theaters with the 2.0 audio. Now, if I remember right, though, that's the laser disc cut. The only uh, way you can get the, ori- the original be. release, the only way you get the, the original release was on the old CBS Fox video. Yes. Yeah, because when, they, cause um, when they when they started to do the laser discs, it was off a uh, a remastered print. Yeah, because Cause the, this, um, the, the the laser disc was already in digital format, so all they had to do was clean it up a little bit for DVD. Right now, the the laser disc I'm looking for. Remember the old cartridge laser disc, the original laser discs. No, where you took the <laughs> whole cartridge and slid it into the machine, and you slid the cartridge out, and you you never touched the disc. Oh, cool. I didn't know there was such a thing. I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking for the original trilogy in that. I also had as a kid, and I'm looking for this as well. Original soundtrack and the Star Wars movie on eight track. Okay. Because you had the soundtrack, which was you know, on eight track, which was the actual soundtrack, and then mm-hmm. the movie was the actual audio track from the film. So it's like they. Oh, I didn't know they put that out. It's it's like CBS Fox, or whoever had the soundtrack at the time, or owned the the distribution rights for the audio, recorded the audio track, took a tap off a projector, and recorded the audio track to tape, or got a hold of the master tapes from from at the time Sprocket Studios, which was the original name of Skywalker Sound, and took the audio the audio side of the of the film. And just dumped it to eight track, and I'm trying to find that on eight track. See, it's some of this rare stuff because there's also some some DVDs out there that came with like some of the lightsaber toys that were lightsaber ba- a collection of lightsaber battles. This is the type of things I, that drive me nuts with my collection because I'm I'm so focused on on the on the media side. Uh, being in in the audio industry or being in the entertainment industry being an audio engineer this is this is what i'm trying to hone my collection to is the media so i mean ho- uh there's a company uh hollywood edge 
they used to have the Lucasfilm sound effects library that did include okay. some Star Wars stuff in it. And that's all been taken off the market. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to find in the cir- in my circles who might actually have a copy of the original stuff. So, um, personally, I don't, I don't see why the 3D is, I mean, is 3D almost gone now? It's almost like a fad, isn't it? No, or, or is it still, everything's is it still, still being going out in it. Yeah, it, they're not gonna, they're not letting it go. I think, I think it hasn't caught on as much as they'd like it to, but they're not giving up on it yet. They Once they're able to actually put it no glasses 3D in theaters, that's when it'll actually take off permanently, I think. Right, yeah. and once they can yeah. do every TV in 3D. Yeah. And actually, a 3D TV, mine actually costs 20 bucks more than the standard TV in the same format and same size. Oh, that's not bad. See, the only reason why I would consider getting this is for the bonus content. Yeah. Other than that... Other than that, I will never crack this open for anything else. See, I would use this more than the regular probably because I have a 3D TV. See, I don't have a 3D TV, but like I said, I will – looking at the bonus content, audio com- – well, audio commentary with J.J. Abrams. Okay, That's the one that's going to sell it. But the nice yeah. thing is this is the 3D version, but it comes with the standard Blu-ray also and a H- digital HD and the DVD. So uh, Yeah. Um, Usually the 3D is just the main feature. All the special features and stuff will be on the regular Blu-ray and DVD. Right. Uh, Foley, a Sonic Tale. Uh, this is where the Foley artists, considering of old pros and new talent, unite to bring the world Star Wars. The Force of Always fascinating. The now, Foley artists. Yeah. For, for those of you who don't know what a Foley artist is, every footstep is redone by a Foley artist. Because a lot That's of times... That's the real magic of the movies. Yeah. Going back in and replacing the sounds that didn't carry through from the recording, which is almost all, you know, your your punches. It's the Foley artist that made Rocky, Rocky. The best, the funniest thing is you you don't notice a good Foley artist, but you really notice a bad Foley artist. Oh, yeah. 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 At one time, I wanted to be a Foley artist as a as an audio guy. Yeah. Because that, that would have been... I still kind of want to on, on, on some projects. I would love to get involved as a Foley artist. It would be so much fun. Um, sounds of the Resistance. Hear the epic sound design. See, this is me too. Yeah. Of um, of Star Wars. Of The Force Awakens. Deleted scenes. Yes, thank you. Oh, More that. deleted scenes. These are, I was kind of disappointed with the original release of the, of the Force Awakens. One, no commentaries. Yeah, and um, that there was like what six deleted scenes, and they were like it's a whole total of a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, because they were saving it for this. Exactly. Well, well they were saving that, some of it for this. You know, they're still holding on to some of it for the major huge thing once they put out the next box set of every yeah. film known to man. Yeah, exactly. Well, also, too. So Target, then, Target are got, they going to come? Target got some exclusive deleted scenes as well. Yeah, yeah, I have that cut, and I didn't get. I still can't figure out how to get a hold of the spe- the bonus stuff. I put in the code and never got anything. Right. Huh. So, are they going to come out with a new box set every time they come out with a new movie? You know they are. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I think they'll do a new you know box why? set for every trilogy. You know why they'll do keep doing it? Because we're dumb enough to keep buying it. Yep. <laughs> do, do, do you see this on my forehead? <laughs> it says <Okay>. sucker. <laughs> sucker etched in. I mean, the reason Star Wars is the lar- the largest franchise of all time of anything 
because we keep buying it. Yep. I was stupid enough. I was stupid enough. Well, I won't say stupid because, again, it goes with my collection. I own a copy of Star Wars Beneath the Dome, which was the the web. Which was the web series about R two D two that they then turned around and burned to DVD. Mm -hmm. It's got Lucasfilm logo on it. I bought it. (laughs) Yeah, I have it on DVD also. But speaking of Kenny Baker, um, I don't know how much he was involved in that. But, oh, man, was that such a fun mockumentary. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I believe it's on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. It's called Beneath the Dome. Watch it. Just watch it. Do it Do it in honor. Watch it this week in memory of Kevin Baker. That's all I got to say. Because now I, also, I, I, I want to rewatch it now because of that as well. Also, watch some Return of the Jedi because he's one of the Ewoks also. Yep. Oh, interesting story. He was originally supposed to be the Ewok that Princess Leia meets. But he ah, was, okay. But he got sick on set. I think food poisoning. <laughs> so, step up. 12-year-old um, Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis who, who he was, was 12 just, years old when he did that show. I know. And, and he was only supposed to be an extra. Just one of the backgrounds because it was going to be Kenny Baker. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being Warwick Davis because of food poisoning. They could have given it to Mike Edmonds. They could have given it to any of the other. It so goes th- to, so that it means... Goes to, Kenny Baker would have been the next Willow. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, because Kenny Baker was involved in Time Bandits about the same time. Oh, yeah. I love Time Bandits. And, of course, that was a lot of those guys were Star Wars alum. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike Edmonds well, that, is on there as well. Yeah, when they, did the Ewok, when they needed Ewoks, they hired every little person that was in the United States, I think, to play an Ewok. Yeah. Yeah, there were so many of them. Yep. Um, and there's a, a thing about dressing the galaxy, the, the scavenger and Stormspur, a conversation with Daisy Ridley and John Boyega inside the armory, talking about the weaponry of, of the movie and classic bonus features. So and that's all the stuff that was on the original discs. Yeah. Um, but they don't give a price. Um, say- being special edition, you're looking at probably 50 at least. I'm yeah, hoping probably. it's the standard 3d price. Standard 3d price is 30. But if if it's that's the case, check out your local member warehouse like BJ's Wholesale Club or Costco or or Sam's. They tend to be five to seven dollars cheaper, especially the first yeah. couple of weeks. But this one also says the digital bonus offerings may vary by retailer, so they're probably going to do the um, same thing they did before with Target, and Walmart, and everybody else having something different. <laughs> yeah, probably. Why are they doing? It also this? says the Why? new bonus content is only available in the 3D packaging. Why is Hollywood doing this crap? It, it's, it's because they want you to buy two and three copies of it. I don't because need. They know two, we will. I don't need two or. Th- I didn't buy two or three copies just to get the different exclusive stuff for it this time. Yeah, but some people do. A lot of people do. I, I'm one of those people. I I am ticked that there wasn't Star Trek. Okay, I, sorry. I am old enough. Star Trek came before Star Wars, despite what William Shatner said. The idiot. (laughs) Um, Star Wars created Star Trek. No. Star Wars helped relaunch Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars allowed them to relaunch Star Trek. Yeah. The uh, Star Wars was around before... I mean, Star Trek was around before Star Wars was. Yes. Yes. A whole decade before. And as a kid, someone who loves sci-fi... Yep. 
Star Trek was it. Space oh, yeah. 18, Space 1999 was it. Me too. Yep. The Flash Gordon cartoon was it. Space Ghost was it. Yeah. Then Star Wars came. And, and like the I world s- changed. And the world yeah. changed. And my world changed. Oh, yeah. All of ours did. Because, I'll, you know, like I said last episode, I would not be in the position I'm in or in the career I'm in if it wasn't for Star Wars. Point blank. I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for Star Wars. And I laughed the whole way through the conversation when I told Ben Burt it was his fault. <laughs> that that my family says it's his fault. Because if it wasn't for his superb audio design for the film, I would never be where I'm at today. But as kids, you tell me you guys didn't go around pick up a, a broom handle or a twig, you know, or a or a tree branch, and just start going vroom, 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 vroom. Oh, yeah. Or a flashlight, or... Or running around on the playground, you, you know, using your fingers as a gun when that was allowed because people mm. knew it wasn't a real gun. PC Nazis. Hey, there, there could be kids running around with loaded fingers. <laughs> I might have had one of those, so... Um, <laughs> Hey, every kid plays around with loaded finger. Just pull on one and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us adults do, too. Let's not and say we did. They're having that problem in Rio right now. Ugh, they're having a lot of problems. <laughs> um, well, how about this? Speaking of problems, someone who had one of the biggest problems, the Emperor. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, StarWars.com. Um Provided a well, provided readers of their site again, StarWars.com, um, a quiz on how well do you know your emperor? I took this one earlier today when I saw that you put it up on there. I missed one question. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to say this. I have. Do y'all remember when StarWars.com had the hyperspace fan club? Yeah, it was, yep. it was, they had a section that was audio files. And they had up, like, the original um, Holonet News things. I might have to put those on the soundboard for future shows and we play, maybe play one before the show <laughs> or during the show. I've, I've got a lot of the old commercials as well. I'm, I'm just, I need to figure out how to incorporate those into the show. Classic audio snippet and then throw the THX sound in there. <laughs> With Grandpa Simpson, turn it off, turn it off. Um, so the emperor's first name, what is Palpatine's first name? Galvis, Sheev, Finnis, he doesn't have one. I got that one right, so we'll let Derek. Uh, Sheev? I was thinking Finnis. No, it's Sheev. Well, I would have missed one. It's in the Darth Plagueis novel. Who was Sidious's master? Darth Plagueis, Darth Bane, Darth Callus, Darth Maul. Plagueis. Uh, Yeah. Which is his home planet? Coruscant, Camino, Malastare, or Naboo? He was the senator from Naboo originally. It's funny how the picture basically shows the planet they're talking about. I know, yeah. right? How did Sidious portray his master? Stole his holocron, joined the Senate, rescued a Jedi, or killed him in his sleep? What do you think, Derek? Uh, killed him in his sleep? That yes. is correct, because he tells, tells that story to Anakin while at the yeah. opera. Yeah. You should have listened to Metallica. <laughs> Sleep with one eye open. 
Who did Sidious kidnap as an infant? Savage Opress, Count Dooku, Darth Maul, or Assange Ventress? Mm, I'm not yeah, sure. I'm staying off of these because, I, like I said, I took the I took the quiz a little bit ago. So Darth Maul. Yes. Because yeah, it goes from the Clone Wars with the whole Seven Sisters story arc. Mm-hmm. He um, stole Darth Maul and then went back and got Savage Opress later. All right, hold on. It jumped ahead on me. So I didn't. No, I, need re- I need to restart this thing. Which question were you on? Was that number five? Yeah, I think so. And it's now put me on. I have seven. number six right here. If you want to wait till it gets there, I have number six right in front of me. Oh, I need. Go- okay, just give me a quick second. I go through these answers quickly. Four, my five. There we go. What is the name of Palpatine's loyal aide? Mas Amida, Depa Billaba, Reyes, or Lot Dodd? Is this one you missed? No, I got this one. Is it Masamita? Yes. Yeah. Deba Bluba was um, Kanan Jarrus's master. Reyes was the um, center for Malastare. And Lot Dodd was um, the Genosian. I love Reyes. Who, who introduced a motion before the Senate to give Palpatine emergency powers? <laughs> Bell Organa. The most Organa, important thing he ever did. Yep. Bell Organa, Padme Amidala, Chancellor Valorum, or Jar Jar Binks? Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. The person who created Jar Jar Binks single-handedly started the Clone Wars. Which Jedi did Palpatine not strike down with his own lightsaber? This is the one I got wrong. Ooh. Kit uh, Fisto, Kit Fisto, Kia Monday, Sase Ten, or Ajin Kohler. I thought it was Kit Fisto, but I, I didn't remember him being in that scene. Maybe he was. Yes, Fisto was, was in that scene, and he was rammed through with Palpatine's lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, was it's it either Kiati Mundi or Ajin Kolar. I want to say Ki-Adi no. It Mundi. was Kiati Mundi. He was killed on another planet later. Yeah. That's the only one I got wrong earlier. Yeah, Mundi was killed during Order 66. Yeah. The unprecedented action of Palpatine take during the events of Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, what did he take during the events? He promoted Tarkin to Grand Moff. He ordered the execution of the former senators. He appointed all new members to the Imperial Senate. He dissolved the Imperial Senate. Dissolved the Imperial Senate. Yeah. Yep. And what were Palpatine's last words? And it was not, no. (laughs) So be it, Jedi. So be it, Jedi. Nope. Your choices are, your choices are, if you will not be turned, you will be destroyed. So be it, Jedi. Now, young Skywalker, you will die, or this is the end for you. Is it now, young Skywalker, you will die? Yep. Yeah. I just love the so be it Jedi line. I love the way he says that. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the inflection on the um, now, young Skywalker, you will die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, our next episode is going to be in two weeks. So let me hit the comic side of things for you guys. Of what comics are coming out from Marvel and Lucasfilm uh, in the next two weeks before our next episode. Star Wars, Poe Dameron, number five. Uh, writer is Charles Soleil. Uh, artist is Phil Noto. Black Squadron. Black Squadron's been locked away in a Republic prison, but they are not locked there, locked in there with us. They're locked in with Terex. Can Poe and company get into the, get the info they need and get free? And that one comes out August 17th. And these next two come out on my birthday, the 24th, which was also Kenny Baker's birthday. Sorry. I hate it. was my birthday, buddy. Um, 
Writer is Chuck Wendig. Penciler artist is Luke Ross. This is Star Wars The Force Awakens Adaptation Number 3. Ray and Finn escape Joku in the Millennium Falcon and team up with Han and Chewbacca. But they're not in the clear yet. There be Rathars. Or Rathars. Meanwhile, Kylo Ren meets the mysterious Supreme Leader Snoke. The search for Luke Skywalker continues. And then also coming out on the 24th by writer Jason Aaron, who is a, a former guest of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Um, he's also the writer of Thor and uh, the new Doctor Strange, I believe. Um, it's Star Wars number 22. We are two episode, two issues shy of a full year or full two years of uh, Star Wars. Uh. Um, the the Star Destroyer Harbin, Harbinger, a massive weapon of Imperial War, also the target of the Rebels' new secret top secret plan. Join Luke, Han, and Leia for the last fight of the Harbinger, and of course, over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, the book of the month or the book club pick. Over there is Star Wars Vader Down number one. So if, choice. So if you guys want to join in on the book club discussion over there, uh, read the book. I'm sure everyone owns a copy of it. And uh, send your comments and and feedback for that book to mmg at weebegeeks.net. Um, and we'll, we'll throw those comments in when we discuss the book at the beginning of September. Um, but if you have comments or feedback on this show, uh, Wookie at, at WeBeGeeks.net, uh, you can contact us there. And I'm going to announce the winner of our contest that we had to help launch the show. I'm going right. to say congrats to Danny Valentine. Uh, he is the winner of the MH510 headphones, which is the same headphones we wear while recording this show, and the Zoe USB microphone, both from Cat Audio, who is a sponsor of the show. So congrats to Danny awesome. Valentine. Yep, congratulations. So, um, yeah, definitely. Any final, thought, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, 18 weeks till Rogue One starts or comes nice. out. Yeah, yeah, that's can't wait. If you uh, haven't seen the trailer three times already, work is about the only work or dead is about the only good excuse you've got. So, uh, on the behalf of Ken, Derek, and myself, um, we will see you guys in two weeks, and we've got a we're gonna have our first guest on the show in two weeks as well. So we're just gonna keep it a little surprise because. It's going to be a fun interview. He, this this person has a unique story to tell us from the Star Wars realm, so to speak. So, until next time. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! <laughs>